Welcome to episode 267 of In Touch by OS, the show that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. I'm your host, Dave Ginsberg. My guest this week, she's back, Kelly Goumont. How are you doing, Kelly? Hi, David. I'm doing all right. How are you? Doing well. Glad you're here. And uh, Ben Rathick is here as well. How are you doing, Ben? I am doing great. I had some gremlins during the big show earlier today, but thankfully those were all vanquished. Well, that's good. We hate for you to have any gremlins and that internet gremlin out there. But uh, last but certainly not least, Jeff Gamut is here. How are you doing, Jeff? I'm doing all right. I had gremlins too, and I kept telling people, I see them on the wing. But no one would believe me. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, so we got some good stuff to talk about this week. Lots of news, uh, uh, some interesting discussions, uh, beta. We got the new release this week and uh, a couple good topics. And, uh, and I also want to uh, shout out to Cletus in the chat room at uh, youtube.com slash in touch by OS. Glad you are here and you come join us at any time when you're listening, which if you're listening to us after the fact, uh, come join us in the chat. We have a lot of fun there. So, um, but uh, let's just go dive right into the news for this week. Um, this I found very interesting, and this relates to, I think most of us here have this a subscription to SetApp. SetApp is planning to launch a EU-only alternative iOS app store. Uh, SetApp is planning to launch its own alternative uh, in 2024 to take advantage of the law changes that will allow third-party digital storefronts to, existing, to exist on iPhone and iPad. Uh, Apple had been reportedly preparing itself for this impact with the Digital Markets Act in the European Union, which uh, includes rules that potentially force Apple into allowing other companies to add their own version of the App Store to, to iPhone and iPad. And a potential App Store rival has entered into the fray of SetApp. So if anybody doesn't know what SetApp is, it's a software subscription service. It's actually based in the Ukraine. We're, we're always very happy to uh, support them, and they have some amazing apps that a lot of Mac apps, but they also have been dabbling in the iOS for quite a while. Uh, and you can add that as an extra mm-hmm. subscription and uh, be able to uh, sync an, uh, an app that generally is going to be on the Mac as well as on iOS. So, uh, Jeff, what do you think of this as far as uh, set app and, and them doing this app store? I think this, I, I like it. it. It makes business sense. They'd be foolish yeah. not to do it. And, um, and if they didn't, someone else would. So announcing now that they will have something ready come, what is it, March 2024, yes. yeah. when this, when, yeah. when the EU law goes into effect? Mm-hmm. Good. They're, they're ready for this when it goes down. And uh, and that's completely independent of how people feel about, about whether or not you should be able to buy apps outside of the, the iOS app store. Uh, knowing that this is a thing that's going to happen, this is just a smart business move. So good for them. Yeah. I would do Kelly's something. Don't you wish that we could have this in the U S I would like them to be able to. I do. Um, I think this is all, this is great for a few reasons. Number one, um, if you're familiar with setup, it's a trusted name. MacPod is a trusted name. They've been around a long time. They have an X. They had an impeccable reputation already before they came out with Setup. They were they made great yep. utilities. They were a good contributing member of the community, all that kind of stuff. And so if somebody was going to dabble in an in an app store that was outside the app store, uh, this feels like exactly the way to do it. If I were 
if if I were to get this option, it would be exactly um, <clears throat> this would be like the first one I would try because I know MacPaw, I know setup, I'm familiar, I like it all. And the thing that I particularly like about this is for people who don't know about setup, it's a subscription that, and that subscription gives you access to an entire library of apps and you pay based on how many apps you want from the library at a time. So <clears throat> I love the idea of doing this so that I could maybe demo something for a month or two through setup as a day-to-day -day daily driver kind of a thing, get a good feel for it, see what I think. And then if I like it, you know, if I want to it, it, I can keep using it as part of my subscription, or if I didn't like it, I can ditch it for something else. I'm not on the hook for another 10 months of nonsense, you know, or whatever. And I really like the idea of sort of having a, a vetted smorgasbord for my phone. Um, <clears throat> uh, Jeff, I know it's your old band name, but uh, you know, I had to go with it. Uh, so the <clears throat> like I think everything about this is is good. Like if there were going to be an app store, MacPaw would be who I would think would be able to to manage it. Um, they're all of their apps are going to be very well vetted, and they have a good reputation for not being a place that's going to have, you know, something very sus that's uh, a weekly subscription kind of a thing, or you know, it's a barcode scanner that needs access to all your contacts. Wink, you know, like none <laughs> of that kind of stuff. And so I really. I really think that um, this is a really good way to go about it. So I'm I'm very much looking forward to it in that case. Um, I think that there are others who will have less honorable intentions in opening their own app stores. So you know we're gonna have to be careful of that, of course. But right. um, this is one this is one that if I were given the option, I would absolutely use. Yeah, like, oh, for sure. I have a hypothesis on how this will suck. <laughs> I am not surprised. All right. So so picture this. Apple needs to have a way for uh, uh, app stores in the EU to be a thing without screwing up everything else that they have going on. Correct. All right. So it seems to me the easiest way to do this on Apple's part while claiming they're protecting uh, the the integrity of the iPhone and protecting our security while also complying with the letter of the law, not the, not the spirit of the law, would be to make an app or well, to, to make the other app stores create an app that has to be on Apple's app store. You install oh. their app store app mm -hmm. and now everything you do uh, as far as purchases, uh, subscriptions, whatever, all of that has to live inside that app. So when you want to to launch the apps that that you have that come through the through this other app store, you mm -hmm. have to launch their app store app mm -hmm. and then launch the app inside that, and it stays sandboxed inside there. Right, and it has to be sandboxed. Right. Okay. What ben. about what about billing? Well, since the since those app stores are doing their own billing, mm -hmm. then you're paying for the apps through that app. And you remember how uh, at some point in the last couple of years, Tim Cook said, look, if uh, if a time comes when developers are able to uh, to sell through alternate app stores, mm -hmm. we will still find a way to get our 30% cut. This would be a good way to do it because now they can monitor all the sales that are happening inside the that third-party app store app. 
Yeah, I was wondering how Timmy Soprano was going to get a taste there. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I I could be totally wrong, but it wouldn't surprise me if this is what Apple does. Let's get let's get Ben in here. What uh, what do you think on this, Ben? Um, I, I, I mean, Mac slash setup is definitely a company I trust. Yep. And I have always been, I mean, ever since the uh, DMA came out, I have always been a proponent of Apple not trying to fight this and trying to make this a win on their end. Well, uh, <clears throat> Apple kind of joining with a company who has an exceptional reputation on the on the Mac app and enhancing customers within the platform, that would co- come as a absolute win for Apple. It's to the point where sooner or later, legislation that if it's not a direct copy of the DMA, uh, will be very similar, will be coming out. Uh, I can I can guarantee it's going to come out in California. And if it comes out in California, it's going to the rest of the U.S. So this genie has been let out of the bottle. I I hope that's true. I do not expect it because I also know that there are still a whole lot of really reasonable consumer protections in the EU that are still absolutely verboten in the U.S., including all the hippie places like the West Coast and uh, all of that. So there are still a lot of places where um, some of those very common sense sorts of things uh, like are absolutely not a thing in the United States. So I really want that to be true. And I really want Apple not to go the malicious compliant route with this. Um, I really do want it to be a reasonable experience and be a great thing. And uh, I, I, so I really want for you to be right. I don't, I just can't say um, how realistic it is. Yeah, but I mean, we have seen politicians uh, from both sides getting on this open up the app store train. Yeah, well, it's yeah def- definitely going to be interesting to see where it goes, and you know, fingers crossed. Wait on next year to see how it how it evolves, and uh, we'll go from there. That's all I guys can say with that. Um, next story here, and we've been talking about this a few times the last couple episodes about the the great company that makes all those great cars <laughs> gm well. uh, G- gm admits no technical reason carplay couldn't be in future evs earlier this year as we know gm revealed that they're planning to phase out carplay which they're absolutely insane for doing that well they uh this week as we record this they uh they introduced uh the unveiling of a hundred and thirty thousand plus cadillac escalade iq that will launch in late 2024 uh, with a promise that the automaker will confirm that confirm that it won't support CarPlay, which we already knew this. Um, so I, I think this is they're they're really saying this is a, mo- a more of a political move than a technical one. But uh, the car journalist uh, here on Mac Rumors uh, that talked to this in a video in an interview with them uh, from the from GM and saying that the the omission that they shared that the decision was made due to EV specific functionality, such as utilizing vehicle charge state information to assist with navigation routing uh, while using CarPlay or Android auto, the, the user phone user's phone had no knowledge of the vehicle's charge state. And GM believes that forcing users to use the built-in 
Google-based system, which can account for this information, will deliver, deliver a better experience. Uh, it goes on and doesn't give an actual, it is not, it's actually not a technical decision. GM could update the info infotainment system and, and other upcoming uh, EVs to add CarPlay if it finds customers are demanding it. Okay, of course they're demanding it. <laughs> Yeah. So they're already demanding it and you haven't so I, I, I just, taken it away yet. So this kind of, this, this, this article actually kind of really wakes up the fact that which we pretty much knew why, why this is happening. Don't you think Kelly? Well, I think the official line on this from GM the entire time has been don't wanna. And the reason they don't wanna is because they are apparently now all about extracting shareholder value because the thing that nobody is talking about in this is that what GM has pointed out is that if we give people CarPlay, they don't pay an annual subscription for the right to plug their melon farming phone into their melon farming car and make things happen. And GM is against this kind of behavior because hello and welcome to late stage capitalism. You will not enjoy your stay. So that said, first of all, shout out to Jordan Golson. He started it to I remember him from back in the day. <laughs> and uh, hi, Jordan is really exciting to see that you're still uh, you're still getting out there, getting after it. This that was part of what caught my eye about this article in the first place when I read it before uh, before the show. Um, it caught my eye because I'm like, wait, I know that guy. Um, but I also think it's it has been fascinating to me. Um, and Jeff, I think I brought this up last time. This is a very currency situation of, um, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> we are going to continue to make the wrong decision and we're going to continue to walk around proud of ourselves as though we've made the right one because we clearly have absolutely no room reading skills whatsoever. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so again, I say think? lol. What do you think, Ben? I mean, obviously, there is no technical reason why they can't do this because Volvo also runs a system based on Android Automotive. And guess what? They run CarPlay. Uh, they will be updating to the new CarPlay experience. I mean, it's this is 100% a money grab on GM's accountants. And they seem to have absolutely no idea the uh, the backlash they're they're running into. But personally, I think from the wording here, they probably have CarPlay already uh, integrated. So if this goes pear shaped, they can fix it in a hurry, and then they'll look good for being all yeah. responsive to the customer. But if nobody screeches too hard about it, then it's fine. By the way, I have recently used the CarPlay experience in a Volvo and it's, it's, it's just CarPlay. It's, I mean, yeah. I, it's the most boring review. You plug your phone in and it's fine. Everything's great. There's apparently a wireless option, which is not what I was using, but um, you plug it in and you're done and that's it. And it's just, amazing and yet they play they they power everything inside the car if you don't have your phone plugged in with android auto so it can work together it's not like and it's not like there's not a possibility of being able to pass the charge information to the phone if that's the thing you're trying to get hung up on like really dude really that's where i'm at yeah i mean if google sell itself uh thinks 
enough to run uh, CarPlay on their operating system, uh, they're they're tapping into something that GM just doesn't understand. Yeah, I'll get you in, Jeff. What do you think? GM made it very clear right up front that this is a financial move. The, mm-hmm. the whole thing with uh, pushing right. people into their own platform, and uh, and they, I mean, they they said that they were using this to explore additional revenue streams. I, I think that's pretty close to the actual wording. So there's been no surprise at any point along the way, unless you weren't paying attention, that mm-hmm. that this has nothing to do with technical limitations. This is all a financial move. What I think they're doing here by saying, yeah, I mean, of course, there's no reason why you couldn't run CarPlay or Android Auto on our platform if we choose to let it or let that be. And I think the reason they're saying that right now is uh, is just to, to, to kind of smooth over some of the anger, although it doesn't really help. But yeah. Just to let everyone know, yeah, this is an option. So what they've done is they they've set up the opportunity for them down the road to uh, to to go ahead and and turn on CarPlay and Android Auto on their platform if they find that uh, that they're seeing a really negative impact on sales because those options aren't there. So we'll see what happens. I, I just I get into a point where I don't even want to talk about GM anymore because I'm just frustrated with this whole thing. It's it's uh, crazy. But um, next story here is um, Apple uh, is killing off this app that we probably forgot it existed. Um, you know, Apple is shuttering one of its lesser known video apps on the App Store um, as it seeks to consolidate everything and contain it into the primary TV app, which we knew, which we knew that was happening. But if we could go back 12 years ago, that was uh, Apple unveiled iTunes movie trailers. It was a free iPhone app. And I loved using this because it'd be able to watch uh, an iPad too, allowed you to access your, your exclusive content of HD movie previews directly on your device. And, uh, it was in an era where it was really cool and, and it didn't generally play very good in the, in Safari browser back in those days. Uh, so, um, it's, uh, it, it even had uh, places where you could buy movie tickets directly in the app and it was, it was a really cool thing, but it was kind of faltering for many years, you know, for the last few, many few years here. And, uh, and it just kind of became a, an afterthought and never really thought about it anymore. And I didn't realize it was still around until like oh, this caught my eye. So, and Apple even had the trailers um, website. If you go to it right now, it's a it's an old school layout that looks like the reminiscence of an iTunes store for circa 2011. So it is pretty bad. So yeah, so it, it, if you go there and take a look at that, but uh, it, it it there is a prominent uh, uh, banner on there now saying that the Apple TV app is the new home for iTunes movie trailers. Um, nothing that happens there yet, but uh, it's gonna it's gonna happen soon. I think it's gonna disappear. Uh, wasn't that uh, a TVOS app as well? Like, is it? I mean, like, yeah, it had TVOS like pre pre App Store, yeah, pre App Store TVOS, yep, TV or something. Yeah, 
Okay. So that um, one I remember because I I totally fell down the trailers on the Apple TV rabbit hole. Oh yeah, I loved watching those things. Well, so. there was no YouTube at the time on the Apple TV, mm-hmm. like in the app in the there was no app store, so there was no YouTube on the Apple TV to be able to watch that stuff right. great big on a good screen. So you know, episode seven trailer comes out. I don't need to elaborate on episode seven of what. Um, that was how I watched it bunch of times it was super awesome and yeah. um yeah that uh that's i'm a little disappointed just because i also liked sort of the old schooliness of it there's there's been a lot of chat about like it's time for the os to get less flat and a little more interesting again and that's one of those ones that reminds me of um what we used to get to look at on a regular basis yep what do you think jeff i think that uh Apple decided a long time ago that they didn't want to compete with Fandango in this space. Right. And, and so they just left the app and, uh, and it's just been sitting there untouched and they know that it's about to break. Therefore they're discontinuing it and just pulling it before that break happens. Yeah, but they haven't pulled it yet. The app is still there. So you actually could still download it to, to this, this as we, as we record this. Something, but it's old. Yeah, something that's coming with seventeen is probably um, squash, squash, bust it up. That's my assumption. Yeah. So Fandango gets the whole market, and uh, and Apple tells us ahead of time, hey, this this is going to be gone, and they don't have to explain to anyone that it's going to be gone because it breaks in iOS seventeen, and we are not investing a single dollar in uh in updating the app yep we'll get you in your ben what, what's what's your thoughts um part of me wants to think the only reason they haven't pulled this yet is because apple itself forgot about the, the app but <laughs> i mean honestly with fandango and youtube uh the last time i actually used the app uh, mac os versions had cat names that's true it's uh, it's a legacy app along with the TV show and movie apps. Yep, that is true. So, honestly, though, right. David, without clicking through, I thought you were going to say this app that you forgot existed, and it was going to be Apple Books on Mac OS. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, that's another story. Um, and that's why you have me on the show. <laughs> yes, it is. You are funny. Um, Next story here, uh, Google, the Google app on iOS now can use AI to summarize articles. Uh, this, they released it this week, actually, yesterday as we record this. It added an updated generative AI capability to its search functionality, which uh, with the aim of helping users better learn and make sense of information on the internet. Okay. With with a Google search app, there is now a beta option to summarize a long article. The summary feature is able to provide key points from a web page along with an explore on page section with questions and answers pulled from the content. Google says this that this the new SGE while browsing feature is meant to help people more deeply engage with long-term form content from creators. Shows key points on articles freely available on the web and will not summarize articles that are paywalled. Um, so as this looks like it's, uh, AI continues on to evolve in apps here, Ben, what is your thoughts on this? Uh, definitely. I mean, at this point, AI is going to be the different, if uh, I can't speak today, 
differentiator in basically search engine companies like Microsoft and Google. Yep. How about you, Jeff? Uh, Ben's right. And I, I see this not as something that helps people engage. Come on, that that's crapo marketing speak. Um, what what this really does is help people that are doing a lot of research digest a lot of information faster because they don't have to read through the whole articles. They get the their synopsis and then they can tag the the web pages or articles that they need to go back to and uh, and reference in more detail. That that's the real value in this. Um, but the other side of it, I think that. Uh, the the websites that are out there that do summaries of other uh, publications, articles, this is going to make their job a lot harder because now that there's not as much value in writing an article about someone else's article when you can just do a search for whatever you want and then get your summary right there. You don't, you don't need to wait for someone else to write a summary for you. Yep. What do you think, Kelly? So I think this is going to end up being one of those windmills that I personally tilt at where like I'm the only person and I'm going to have to get comfortable here all by myself because philosophically, I am opposed to anything that makes people engage less in, especially because they call out like longer pieces or long form articles, I think is what they said, like long form content or something. And I am against making it so people don't have to read an entire article in order to in order to absorb information and generate their own opinion and come to their own conclusion. Because people already don't read the article, even when it's a paragraph. And that paragraph could be three, four sentences. Here's the thing. Here's the part you need to know. Thank yeah. you for your time. People still won't read those articles. So I don't think it does anybody any good for what they're talking about with this longer form content sort of thing that they're trying to they're trying to do. Um I don't think it's going to be good for the most common uses of search engines because right, right now Google's search is already hot garbage thanks to the magic of ai um <laughs> let's talk about mm -hmm. countries in africa and the ones that start with k for example so aside mm -hmm. from that um like most of the people who are going to be using this are not going to be using it in the context jeff presented and that is a completely valid context for this is what this article you know but the thing is like if you're doing research and you're looking at research papers and studies and things like that, they all have an abstract right at the top. This is the thing I'm going to tell you. And here's how I'm going to go about proving it. You know, whatever the thing is that I'm I'm taking the stand on that I've generated this article for. And so I'm frustrated a little bit that this is just going to make it even a it's going to make it so that people don't get as good of information from a web search as they can't as they could have a year ago before this all started in earnest and b it's going to be harder for me the rest of the time when this is no longer a beta feature and it's something that i'm going to end up with no matter what and then i'm trying to go search for a very specific error message 
while I'm at work because somebody's getting this weird error message I've never seen before. And I'm not going to be able to get the actual places where this specific error message is discussed. I'm going to only be able to get summaries of things, which is not the part I actually need. Yeah. So, all right, we'll see where this goes. I, I think it's again, it will continue on to evolve. It's going to definitely be interesting. A uh, couple okay, more stories here. Go on. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Because I just have to jump in with one more thing. Um, I, I mm-hmm. just, I, I, there's another problem with this and it's the problem of Google essentially stealing other people's content and avoiding or yeah, and, and keeping you off of the creator's page. If you're providing summaries like this, you don't have to go to that website to read the content. Which yep. means that uh, that however they monetize that content becomes more difficult. Which means that there will be more content that goes behind paywalls because that's the stuff that Google isn't going to summarize. Yep. And now I know why Google is doing it because first of all, not everything needs AI attached. Let me just repeat <laughs> that for the people in the back. Not everything needs AI attached. It really, really, really doesn't. Yeah. Your floor wax does not need AI. Your dessert topping does not need AI. Your two by fours do not need AI and it's coming and it's going to be <laughs> dumb. And yet it's going to be coming. So, uh, Jeff, that makes complete sense. Now I understand why Google is so hot to do this. That makes everything make sense now. Yep. Actually, if Skynet wanted to wax my floors, I'd let it. <laughs> Okay. At least you'd be getting something of value out of it. Exactly. Perhaps. You, you Perhaps. might. All right, let's go on to a couple more stories before we go into the topics. Uh, Apple's uh, Apple Card is monthly financing is going to be no longer available for SIM-free iPhones. Apple announced this uh, this week. Uh, the monthly installment plan will require for those <laughs> who use the feature to purchase an iPhone that's linked to AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile. Um, with this change, the Apple Card uh, monthly installment plan can no longer be used to purchase a SIM-free iPhone. All phones purchased through the Apple Card monthly installment plan are unlocked, are unlocked, so the carrier switching is available at any point. But at purchase, you have to declare a uh, a an actual carrier. The, the top three, it looks like. You buy a SIM-free phone and then linking to a carrier like Mint Mobile will no longer be possible doing installments. Um and the Apple has announced these changes. It was back in June. Um, the monthly installment plan has been actually updated. Prior to now, Apple Card could be used to purchase the iPhone online with an option to connect it to a carrier at a later date. Um, so they're really getting a little stricter with the, with the, with the carriers. You know, they also changed uh, some of the payments. I think the Apple Watch which was twenty four months, which I think is crazy for if, if you're buying an Apple Watch for five or six hundred bucks and paid off in twenty four months. I mean. It was a little, little crazy, but uh, they're moving those down to twelve months. And I, you know, the Mac is. I mean, I bought a Mac, and then it's been twelve months, so that that's that's fine for me. Uh, but uh, definitely going to be interesting to see where they go. And and I'll, and I'll combine this with the other article we're going to talk about. We can talk about all this ones. Go uh, Apple Card continues to be a consumer hit, beside despite, despite the uh, Google the Goldman Sachs turmoil. Uh, the uh, J.D. Power and Associates have uh, today crowned Apple Card the best co-branded credit card for co- customer satisfaction with no annual fee. Uh, meanwhile, Apple Pay and Apple Wallet VP uh, Jennifer Bailey once again touted Apple's relationship with Golden Sachs is, uh, uh, and despite the reports to the contrary. So obviously, those are all rumors as we had been talking about. Uh, so 
it's interesting to see that Apple Card has got some good customer satisfaction. I think I think all of us here have one. I don't think you, I don't know if you do or not, Ben, but uh, uh, and uh, we all have uh, have had excellent experiences with it. So, uh, so Kelly, yeah, what's your thought? Excellent. Uh, my last excellent experience was getting new iPhones for my in-laws on Mint Mobile. So yeah. I don't know what's going to happen this fall because I'm also mm-hmm. on Mint Mobile and I mm-hmm. am in line for a new phone and I don't know how I'm going to pull yeah. this off. Yeah, I don't know. Because unless I'm going to pay it all at once, which is an option, um, it's just not the comfortable one. <laughs> so right. I don't know. Um I don't know what's going to like it it may just not get to go on my Apple card which is kind of disappointing but I feel like this change wouldn't have happened unless there were shenanigans there had to have been enough shenanigans mm-hmm. and people yeah. gaming the system in order to do this mm-hmm. and I can't figure out how somebody would go through the rigmarole of getting an Apple card just for sh- just to go do similar iPhone shenanigans Kelly, I think you're looking yeah. to the wrong parties for shenanigans. I don't think it's the users. I don't think it's a consumer. I think it's the big three carriers. Carriers, yep. I think yeah. they are doing some shenanigans and have pushed for this. And uh, what and whatever they presented to Apple, you know, like, wow, that's a really nice spaceship campus you have there. Be a shame if something yeah. happened to it. Or, I'm just wh- trying to whatever. figure out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, no, that's why I assumed it was users because yeah. I don't know what kind of leverage the carriers would have when you know, like I just I can't I I can't add it up. That's all. I don't know what right. what what kind of like leverage the carriers could have to be like, yeah, that's a real nice rainbow arch you got there, you know. But you know why that would be a bad idea. So that's the part I'm trying to figure out. And there was also a report today, actually, I heard that uh, the carriers have had a major drop in, in revenue because people aren't upgrading their phones as often. Uh, you know, where I think AT&T was down like 7%, T-Mobile about 25%. So they're, you know, taking losses here. So maybe this kind of had that, I'm kind of thinking maybe it had a little bit to do with this, for, forcing Apple's hand to don't make it so easy for to, for them to buy an, an iPhone without uh, linking it to a carrier of somewhat. What do you think, Ben? Um, I, I will start out with the good part. I mean, the reason the Apple Card has been so popular is, well, Apple has been doing things that make sense for the consumer, which mm-hmm. is something you do not always see in card lending services. Right. Um, with that being said, this makes the Apple Card incredibly less desirable for me. For a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. This will lead to a significant drop in uh, in re- revenue for that division. And uh, I mean, what can I tell you? Uh you know, uh, VMO, or VMO, we can't talk right now. MVNO. Uh, yeah, MVNO, MVNO. have become uh, more popular for a reason, especially uh, Mint Mobile, which has been so popular. It's actually being bought by T-Mobile from mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here's the other part about it. 
these uh, the NVNOs are actually more profitable to the wireless companies than uh, than uh, postpaid services. Yeah, so totally. this, mm-hmm. yeah, this, all this is going to do is end up uh, increasing that length cycle. Uh, I mean, I'm I was considerably and or I was considering and am still in moving from the mothership to Mint Mobile. Stop um, right now, just I, make the jump. Yeah, right now I'm going <laughs> to have to decide whether I can upgrade from my 12 Pro Max or make the move because I can't do both. Yeah. Well, I, and I already got the, I mean, I'm on the Apple upgrade program and that's through the citizens one bank. Um, yeah. I already mm-hmm. got texts and emails saying, Hey, you're, you're ready for an upgrade. Cause I, I apparently I, I don't remember that I bought the iPhone 14 in August. I thought it was September. So, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, well, which I already knew I was going to be doing that. Uh, and that's what, but I'm in that plan with, which I still stay with my carrier anyway. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I mean, Ben, it's been awesome. I've had no issues with mine especially uh simless because it's all right. eSIM mm-hmm. with right. i mean you can do it either way but i did my eSIM through yeah mint mobile so i didn't have to wait for them to send me one and right. it's mm-hmm. been great and um yeah. yeah it's depending on what they tell us about the new phone um i would have a really hard time trying to convince you that you need a new phone more than you need to stop paying so effing much money for cell service every month yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially honestly, the only reason I would get the 15 at this point is uh the end of lightning if it has it. No. Uh as far as being a phone goes, yep. my 12 Pro Max still runs like a champ. Mm. I could I could just upgrade the spend 80 bucks on a new battery and Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be fine for a couple more years. Yep. Mm-hmm. Agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. Ben, I may do the same thing. Just mm-hmm. put a new battery in my 12 Pro and call it good. I already yeah. put a new battery in my 12 Pro a couple of weeks ago, and it's like a brand new phone. <laughs> I'm very excited about the entire thing. Yes. There you go. So Apple, you made too good of a phone three years ago. <laughs> well, I'm still having it. I mean, Jeff and I. You know, we always talk about the the Chaffin Chaffin's razor, and I'm still trying to figure out what it is that would make Apple go, yeah, okay, let's let's do that. I, I think that there was <clears throat> excuse me, something that the big carriers did or threatened yeah. that yeah. made I just Apple can't figure out. say, let's not do this. Yeah. For, I'm just yeah. trying to figure out what that could what what that could be. And that's the thing that I think is weird. So that's I would awesome. love to know what that is. It was either the carriers or Goldman Sachs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could see it being Goldman Sachs. That makes more sense. Okay. Yeah, because of We're that done. turmoil. Yeah, let's go ahead and move on. Um, let's go into the move of topics. I got a couple uh, PSAs and notices before we get into beta. Apple did release Watch OS 9.6.1. It was an API access fix for apps. Uh, it was a minor bug fix uh, for the Apple Watch, and it's a free up- update, of course. It was two weeks after the launch of 9.6. It's just another bug fix update. It can be downloaded uh, with the Apple Watch app uh, on using the iPhone. Go to software update. Make sure it's plugged in, updated. Very easy. It's, it, I did it. There's no problem. To, but it's a, it's a fix. 
I thought it was, uh, excuse me, a fix for, uh, 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 health access for people with Parkinson's. Well, this article didn't say that, but it's very possible. I seem to remember, I do remember, recall that being another I do article. I remember seeing that. Yeah. 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 And I didn't see anything about API access. Well, if only. Oh, I know. Here it is. A, it's a, a service that it's can summarize that for me. No, it's a, according to Apple, the update includes a fix for an issue that prevented access to motion data for apps that use the movement disorder API to track tremors and system symptoms associated with Parkinson's. Oh, okay. So it's the same Jeff, thing. Yeah, I saw what you did there. Thank you. Yeah. So. Uh, all right. So it, it's, it's one it's thing that, that was fixed. Just some places we're talking about it one way and others a different way. Got it. Okay. Yep. Uh, and then just a PSA Mac OS, the. Apple released 13.5.1 Ventura that updates uh, the update fixes system settings, location permissions issues. So go out and uh, get that up to date. That was, I did that on my Mac earlier today and it's, uh, uh, take care of it. It's just, uh, uh, just a minor fix, but should be done. I should install it right now. That's not a problem, right? Yeah. Why not? Not in the least. Just go for it. Go for it. Uh, so Talking about beta for this week, iOS and iPad OS 17 uh, beta six was released uh, this week. Uh, that comes like, uh, I, I think it's only been a week after uh, five uh, and the registered developers and uh, the public betas are out for both. Uh, and uh, it does have a customized look. We've looked at a lot of the other stuff here, but uh, I think the most important thing to know about, because you know, the mainstream press made a huge deal out of it. No surprise. But I'll just mention before we get to it, uh, Watch OS 10 is out as well for developers, and then TV OS 17. No big, nothing crazy about that. But the everybody was in an uproar when the when the 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 end call button got moved to the right, and then now the sudden beta six, <laughs> it's moved back to the middle. But the buttons are all moved around it. It's not by itself like it is now on 16. So instead of really fixing the problem, they just made it worse by putting the yeah. button back in the place where it's been a problem all along because people hang up and they try and swipe up. Yeah, exactly. Well, look at it now. Now it's all the way to the bottom yeah. of the swipe up. <laughs> I mean, you can't tell me anybody's going to complain about Not this. But yeah, it's worse. I mean, you got a keypad, well, yet the add button are, are all on that bottom row with the end call button. Mm -hmm. I, well, it's worse than worse when they move it over to the right because 75% of this panel minimum hates it over there. Yeah. Just saying. No, three of us no. are left-handed for people playing along at home and don't yes. realize at least three of us are left-handed. Ben, I don't remember if you're a lefty or not. I'm a convert righty. Ah, okay. So 100% of us would appreciate if the button were anywhere near the vicinity of our thumbs. Thank yeah. you. Mm -hmm. So, uh, So that was the the big, the big standout in the, in that, and uh, we've talked about a lot of the other things and I won't get too much into that uh, until we get the release, which is uh, coming soon. I mean, it's uh, September. We, we talked last week that the September 12th is probably going to be the, the big announcements for I, iPhone 15 and, mm -hmm. and all the other announcements. And uh, so we'll be definitely talking and covering that uh, when that happens. Uh, and uh, meanwhile, they're already talking about 17.1. 17 isn't even out yet. Uh, they're saying a testing is ramped up uh, right when it released. Uh, the watch OS, they also released a 16.6.1 uh, 
uh, that was that was not released accompanying it. So that kind of makes you think they're 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 seeing that it might jump all the way to sixteen point seven. Uh, but uh, if they're already ramping up seventeen at one, so I, I mean I've seen that before. I think even in sixteen and fifteen, I've seen that they they had a dot one released. Like that's not surprising. You know, shortly that's after, totally mm-hmm. normal at this yeah. point. Um, iOS seventeen uh, has to be feature locked. Now, yeah. they sure playing around with some interface elements. Um, right. Okay, but actual features that's been locked in. So if they so if they want to to bring in features that aren't going to be in the initial release, and if they if they know that there are things that they want to address that simply can't be done as part of the feature lock release, then sure you start working on that point one update so that you can address those things that aren't going to be in that initial release. So right. I'm not surprised at all, just like we've seen in previous versions, that there's a, a mm-hmm. point one update that's already in testing, even though we don't have the actual shipping first release yet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're we're at uh, B and C beta releases right now, which means we are one or two betas away from an RC. Anything that is more experimental at this point has to be uh basically sent right down the road it's gonna get a it's gonna be part of a dot release later like other things we've seen in the past which i appreciate as an approach yeah uh you know like beta testing aside um the fact that they've realized that everything that's on that slide in at dub dub in june doesn't have to show up in september um Mm -hmm. While it was apparently a revelation to someone in Cupertino, I'm really glad they had it because that was always the case. And that's also, you know, we have emojis on iOS, which is what makes everybody upgrade. And it's right. nice to have other things, you know, to have that on macOS as well. Like here's, you know, here's a new collaboration feature. Here's a new update to something that you only get if you install the the release, you know, that that also includes some security fixes so that, you know, right. people can't ransomware your computer and stuff like that. So um, yeah. I yeah. I appreciate that this is the approach that they are uh, finally taking. Uh, and I'm very glad about that. Yeah, the good yeah. news here is um, iOS 17, watchOS 17 or watchOS 10 and tvOS slash homopod OS slash blah, 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 17. Uh, we shouldn't be seeing them that far after Labor Day. Uh, yeah. The Mac is not included in this release, right? Which is not surprising since Mac OS is usually about a month later. Yep. So we'll continue to cover beta. Let you know. And uh, so far, it's it's seventeen seeming pretty solid. Some of the devices I've been running on it. Uh, ben, you know, you run everything on beta, so you're good and, and uh, mm-hmm. jeff you've been running it on an ipad so um, mm-hmm. it's, it's been pretty solid so i think we're, we're pretty close right um yeah here's my prediction for you go ahead um apple does their their iphone uh 15 reveal in september first half of september they mm-hmm. announce that uh it will be in users hands and on store shelves like a week and a half later and two days before that that's when iOS 17 drops. So 
Yeah. Um, so I so I think iOS 17 happens in the second week of uh, of September. Right. Usually drops the day after, not too far off after the the announcement itself. So at least that's but the track record's been. So, all right. A uh, couple more topics here before we uh, call call it a episode this week. Uh, App Store subscriptions. I kind of was inspired about this. I had a family member ask me about this this actually this afternoon, so I I added this as a a fresh topic just here to talk about a little bit. Um, I want to <clears throat> just make people more aware of app subscriptions because that's what I think a lot of people for, don't realize it, especially the kids. <laughs> when you got when you got sons and daughters who are, have their iPhones and say, "Hey, look, this looks really cool, and I want to be able to do this." Um, so uh, be educated to yourself as far as the app subscriptions go. You know, I, that's the first thing I check when um, I look at an app and, and it says, you know, it says. Uh, Free, but with in-app purchases, then you got to start to wonder. Okay, is this app really free? I mean, come on. Um, and I'm, I don't, I don't think it is. For, but in the case of this particular app, this app was called Ad Text Right on Photos. Um, I have a link in the show notes to the app, and I'm not picking on them. I think this looks like a very fine app. Um, it's 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 actually very popular, and it seems like it's got a lot of great reviews of it. And basically, what this app does is it allows you to do cards, banners, and flyer. And it's a flyer maker, and has all kinds of different text layers. and And it's a really cool little app to what it does. But there's a lot of things that it can do for free that you don't need to subscribe to. But when you see, like I said, you get a young kid that looks at it and say, like, oh, wow, this one, this, this little looks a lot cooler than the, whatever comes with it and not realizing, okay, let's uh, subscribe to it. And then all of a sudden it's $32 uh, for a yearly subscription <laughs> to, to, to cover oh. that. So, uh, and you know, that's great. I think, I mean, if you find the app of value, I think that's a great opportunity for the app developer to be able to do this with, with subscriptions. And we've, we've talked about subscriptions many times here before, and it, it you know, some, some are great. Well, we just talked about setup earlier. And I think that subscription is well worth every penny that we pay for it, for its value, for what setup offers. But you got apps like these that maybe they aren't as valuable to, to, to some people. Maybe some just want to use the free version of it, which in this case, this is great because this app developer does allow it to be used as a free app uh, with, with an exception that you want more stuff to, 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 to add to it, then uh, you then have the uh, option to do the subscription. Then they got a yearly as well as a um, uh, a monthly subscription cost as well. So, um, and like I, I'm going to have uh, kind of their stipulation in the show notes to show, uh, and they, this was, that's actually a good, well-written uh, uh, the way they, they explained it. It says, well, add text is completely free to use. Some some additional design elements, such as premium fonts and graphics, require a paid subscription. So then you see the details below, and then the, talks about how it's renewed. So people read the fine print. I just think it's important. I mean, you got to educate your kids. If you got kids that are using your, you're obviously sharing your app store, and 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 then all of a sudden you get your iCloud bill for the month and see this bill for thirty two bucks for this, and what the heck is this? So. Do you guys any? I mean, uh, Jeff, what, do you have any thoughts with with subscriptions and this such, especially specifically in the iOS store? And we could talk about it's it's more broad if we talk about everything else, but I think the iOS store is the one that kind of stands out to me on this. I, it comes down to education. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You, you need to make sure that anyone that has the ability to spend your money through subscription understands the ramifications of what yep. happens when they do that, and. Uh, and ultimately, hopefully, they figure out how to responsibly do that. And uh, and Kelly, you're 
<laughs> holding back your laughter is completely appropriate. But the bottom line is it come it comes down to education. And um, if you can make that education happen through positive rewards, great. If it takes uh, a more punitive action, well, welcome to being human. Yep. <laughs> Go ahead, Kelly. Let, uh, tell us what you think. My lol- <laughs> no, my laws are unrelated. Um, I am not opposed to subscriptions. Oh, no, um, the thing that uh, I I have survived uh, as a frontline support person, uh, not one, but two pretty major companies that went subscription. And uh, the fact that I have any mental health left after that, uh, I feel like is a very <laughs> impressive act. Yep. Um, I'm also not a functioning, I, I'm also not an alcoholic, which was a very 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 near possibility at one point um however um that said what i would really like in the app store is a very clear like the privacy labels i want a very clear this app doesn't work unless you are paying for it whether you do it through the app or not you know uh like a streaming service you don't get a the point of the app is not to entice you into the streaming service. Either you have an account and you can log into it so that you can use the app or you do not. And if you do not, that app is a doorstop. It's a digital doorstop taking up space on your, on your device, computer, phone, TV box, whatever. And I really wish there were a way to have it show you unless you are an active subscriber, this app does nothing. Because those are the ones I want to know about. And it's not because it's not because I don't want to subscribe to it. It's because I want to know if I'm if I only want to try this out, then at, you know, after seven days or whatever the the trial is, after that, it's absolutely useless. It's not going to do a single mm-hmm. solitary thing for you. I just wish there was some sort of indicator of that. Or like, um, you know, like you have to have a gym membership in order to use this app to, to, to get into stuff at the gym or whatever, like, Mm -hmm. like maybe I can buy that through the app. Maybe I can't, but if I don't have that, then the app is pointless. And I wish it was more clear on different, on different apps, whether or not it mattered that you were subscribed to a thing. I just want it to be more upfront. I agree with that hundred percent. Be upfront with us. Some things are feature limited. Like you can do three things, or you can you can only do you can only do this for ten minutes instead of unlimited or whatever. But uh, some of them, it's absolutely nothing. And I just wish it was more obvious what yeah. you were paying for. Anything you want to add, Ben? Before we move on, um, I mean, this I agree completely with Kelly. The reason we have this is because Apple does not allow paid upgrades of apps in the App Store. Um, as also as someone who, um, I'm essentially the Apple account, family account keeper for my extended family on, I on, you know, iCloud. Um, I have my young nephews and niece occasionally use my mother's devices and have had a nice little V-Bucks charge added on at times. Uh, The one thing people need to know with subscriptions, uh, you can set it up so the the other people on your account have have to put in a code that only you receive 
to be able to buy stuff. Especially if you have little kids, this is definitely something you want to do. Okay. That's a good point. Good point. So, um, so before we wrap up, I want one more thing I want to talk a little bit about is uh, AirDrop. Now, AirDrop is going to have a bit of a change with the name drop feature in iOS 6.17, but uh, the AirDrop is still a very popular way of being able to share things with other people. So I wanted to kind of go through a couple steps here from, of, of using it as well as uh, make sure how you understand how to use it. So I guess the first thing you got to logically think of is, well, what which iPhone can use AirDrop? So it, it goes way back, actually. It's... Uh, I mean, the iPhone 5 fourth generation uh, and the iPad Pod Touch could still use it, which which is crazy. And that's going back almost uh, 11 years. Um, so that is still supported with this. Um, so so to be, be known that most iPhones from the iPhone 5 on up will, will work with AirDrop. Uh, number one thing you got to do is make sure your iPhone's unlocked. If it's locked, it's not, obviously not going to work. So it's important to... Uh, to, to to have it unlocked, so you're 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 using that. So um, the other thing too is, if for some reason it isn't working, I've done this before, is you can toggle the Wi-Fi and the Bluetooth on and off. That'll that'll help with some troubleshooting to get it to work properly, uh, and that tends to help help as well. Uh, another thing that could potentially interfere with it is your your personal hotspot. If those of you have personal hotspots that you use on your carrier, turn it off for the, the time being and while you're tr trying to share something with uh, somebody. Uh, uh, obviously, no the no-brainer, bringing the device a little closer would probably help. Um, so you're going to be able to uh, get better better uh, uh, better chances of being able to have a good experience. The biggest thing, though, is and Apple just did just change this within the last. Uh, I think it was in the last year uh, that that AirDrop was set where it was always set to uh, contacts only and not everyone. And because if you don't have them in your contacts <laughs> and you're going to visit somebody, it's, it ain't you're not going to be able to send anything. So for that ten minute period, so they put a timer in it, so you get like a ten minute period where you go switch it uh, to everyone. So then, oh yeah, let me let me drop. So oh that's right, I got to go in here and change it to everyone for that ten minutes if it's if you're not in the contacts. And obviously. We, we all know each other. We would be in a, you're, you're on my contact. So I would, if I was near mm -hmm. you, then we would be able to send it. So you want to add something, Kelly? Just that um, I have had fun with this um, in gatherings of lots of people who don't pay a lot of attention to their airdrop settings. Yeah. I agree. Because they, they can leave it on. Yeah. Because a lot of times you want to keep it off. Yeah. Because you know, so, not even your contacts. So. Yeah, go find that fun little screenshot that you saved of that thing off social yeah. media that time. It, it lists when you're every phone. You're, at the, you're, yeah, you're sitting at the movies or something. Like, go pull that up and hit the uh, send, hit the share row. <laughs> and yeah, hit that share row and look at all of the phones that show up because yeah. it's oh, fun. It's crazy. I also uh, just yeah. do it because I like to see what people's stuff is named. So that's yeah. always a good time. Yeah. It's always it's always fun. And then two two more obvious things. If if that of all else fails, is you can do a reset of your net, iPhone network settings. Uh, you go into the settings app, go to general, then go under transfer or reset iPhone. You choose reset, and then you just reset your network settings. So what that does is it clears out all your Wi-Fi uh, connections and just gives you a clear network connection. That tends to help. And of course, if all else fails, you can always restart your iPhone. Um, and you know how to do that now is we have to use the volume up, volume down, and then hold the hold the power button in to get it to to uh, to shut off and then start up. And uh, always like we've always talked about, keep your iPhone up to date. And you got another one? 
Mm -hmm. It do because one of the troubleshooting things I have found when airdrop isn't working is that people are holding their phones like this and they're like, I can't figure out why I can't airdrop from the one to the other one. Why don't they see each other? You're holding parallel. Close is also a thing. Like if I hold them at arm's length apart, granted, that's still not all that far. Ha ha. I know. I get it. But even if I hold them like at arm's length on each side, that's still plenty of room for them to sort everything out and be able to do it. But I've seen people put them like this and go, how come it doesn't work? And I'm like, put them here. And then people are like, oh, well, now it's working. Yeah, you have to have at least enough room for them to communicate. It's not Apple Pay. So give them a little bit of space. And sometimes that will work, too. Not more than (laughs) arm's length apart from, you know, one in one Mm -hmm. hand, one in the other hand stretched far apart. But um, like. You know, in the vicinity is fine. They don't have to sit right next to each other, and right. you should be fine. Yeah, should be fine. So, mm-hmm. some I good tips. Have personal space too. They do. I mean, you got to give them some space. You took the joke from me, Kelly. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's just okay. Been that long, Jeff. It's that's okay. The important thing is the joke was made. That's really what it was. Uh, so. Uh, and that's about the show. But before we go, I want to make sure I'm going to continue to mention Max Doc. Max Doc 7, of course, was last month, and we're going to continue to talk about it because uh, Mike Potter, who was on last week, uh, uh, talked about that the, the virtual pass is going to, is ready to be purchased, and he is feverishly trying to get all the videos from all the speakers, including myself and Brittany uh, Smith and Chuck Joyner and and this guy Jeff Gamut here uh, and many others that Wait, had, he we was had a great. There? Yeah, he was. I guess he was there. Uh, oh and, man. Uh, and uh, so, uh, go to the go to the uh, in the show notes. We have a link to 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 purchase a virtual pass. It's well worth the well worth the the value of that, and you'll be able to get access to all the videos with all the speakers that talk, including the Mac Geek Ab. They had uh, they had a great uh, live session. Jeff was part of that, and uh, and uh, so please go check that out. It's max.conferencingexpo.com or just go to the link in the show notes and click where it says virtual pass. And uh, it should be out within the next couple of weeks. I know Mike's working really hard to, you know, editing videos are never fun, but you get, but they're, but they are rewarding once you get them done so we can get to see everybody here. So, uh, so please go ahead and check that out. So with that, let's go ahead and wrap up for this week. Uh, that's a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address, which is feedback at intouchbios.com. You can follow us on Mastodon, which is at intouchbios, as well as on Twitter. Support the show by buying me a coffee. I want to give a shout out to Marty. Marty, uh, I hope you're listening and I know you're enjoying the show. Thank you for buying me a couple cups of coffee. We appreciate it. The way you can do that is go to intouchbios.com slash coffee. I would really appreciate it. Thanks again, Marty. You can uh, become a patron of the show by going to patreon.com slash iOS. We have two tiers available to support the show. We would really appreciate it. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe so you're notified when we are live streaming on YouTube, which is Thursday nights on at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash iOS, where you will be able to watch all the live streams that are left up there, as well as watching us live during that time. And all the audio past shows are on YouTube as well. Go to In Touch with iOS magazine on Flipboard, where many of the topics we discussed are flipped into that magazine. The link is in our show notes. You can subscribe to the show in, our, in your favorite podcatcher, including Pocket Cast, Overcast, and Apple Podcasts, and many others. But better yet, go to our website at InTouchWithIOS.com, where, where the links to all the ways to listen to us are there. I am Dave Ginsberg. You can find me on Mastodon at DaveG65, as well as Twitter. 
Hallie Gramont, thank you so much for being here again. We appreciate it. Let people know where you can find you. Thanks so much for having me, David. Um, You can find me over at the Incomparable Podcast Network if you want to hear me talk about other stuff. Um, Usually it's um, uh, a lot of Star Wars things and some Marvel things like the latest Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Um, I went and had some opinions about that, so you can go check that out over there. Um, There's also game shows and things that happen over there. If you're not familiar with the Incomparable Network, I'm sure you will. um, You can go to the the incomparable.com, look at the list of topics, find one you like, and there will be shows where we blabbed about it for a while. Um, So you can find me over there on I Want My MCU TV when uh, that show is active. You can find me on uh, Mastodon as Verso at mastodon.social. I keep threatening to change that, and one of these days I'm actually going to, but um, (laughs) you can find me over there right now. That's where you can find me. And um, you can occasionally find me uh, if if someone is silly enough to... uh, Let's slip the Zoom link. You can occasionally find me crashing presentations to Mac user groups by yes. some of the other people on this very panel. <laughs> oh, you hooligans. Yes. Well, you that... brought it on yourself, Jeff. I asked for the Zoom link and then you went and gave it to me. So it was kind of um, on me. It's, it's, it's on me. <laughs> and, then, and, then, yes. and then you gave it to me. <laughs> well, yeah. That's, I mean, that's on you, Kelly. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was 100% on me. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. But yeah, it wasn't all. I mean, yeah, I did. To be fair, I did that to Jeff, but I did show up because I wanted to go hang out and see the presentation. And then um, I accidentally helped with his presentation and someone there said I was a celebrity. So I feel like I came out ahead. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah, it, it was a win all the way around. I so got an fun. applause. And, and yeah, and Jeff Gamut. so great for you to be here. Yes, that was great to see you at the Apple user group. And I'll be speaking at a couple coming up in the next couple months. So I know where that is. You did a great job. But uh, where can people Thanks. find you? Uh, well, when I'm not doing user group presentations where my friends crash and help me create an impromptu panel, which was awesome, um, you can find me on the various social medias. I'm most active on Mastodon and Instagram. I'm Jay Gamut everywhere, um, except LinkedIn, because it wouldn't <laughs> let me do it. So I'm Jeff Gamut on LinkedIn. So uh, you can also I want I forgot to point this out. You can also find me on the Glass app if you're over there. Um, I don't post a whole lot of pictures over there, um, but mostly when I'm scrolling through an app looking at photos, I'm doing it on Glass. Glass is super cool. And um, if you miss how Instagram used to be uh, pictures that your friends took, you can go to Glass and get the same thing again. It's pretty awesome. Anyway, there you go. <laughs> <Do that>. um, <laughs> go ahead, Jeff. <laughs> let's see. Oh, podcasts. Um, Tuesdays, Chuck Joyner keeps letting me on Mac Voices Live. Thursdays, <laughs> Dave Ginsburg keeps letting me on In Touch with iOS. Again, I don't know. Every week I click that link from Chuck, and every week I wait for it to be the time. It's like, no, Kelly, just that no. Nothing happens. And it's, but no, I keep getting in. Yeah. I, I know. know I, I, I'm as shocked as everyone else when, when I'm on the shows every single week. Um, excuse me then um british tech network thursdays the big show fridays the mac show then brian chaffin and i record the context machine i think that's all the stuff Ah, that's enough for now good and then last but certainly not least ben ray thank you for being here where can people find you it's always a pleasure dave 
Uh, well, you can find me at Ben Rathig on one of your two thousand three hundred fifty blah 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 networks, social networks of choice. Uh, you can find me on uh, my website Rathig.tech, and you can find me on all the shows Jeff just mentioned, except for the Context Machine. But I tried. You I did. know, I know, man. And I slid right in. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I'm going to continue to, to give you a hard time about that, but with love. Yes. I'm going to say we ran out of time that day. I know. It's just too important for me. I, uh, I, I hear what you're saying. Let's let's take that after dark here. But uh, <laughs> thanks, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. We had just a blast doing this show, and uh, we hope you enjoyed it. And we'll talk again soon.